Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world, we certainly wouldn't be here without you. So grateful for your time to come in. We know there are so many podcasts out there, so many different radio shows when you're sitting in your car clicking that channel. And we so much appreciate your time to choose us and tune in to see what we have going on this week and throughout the week. If you're brand new, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. We've been on air for quite some time now, coming up to 10 years, if you could imagine. I can't even believe it. But we have fans and followers that have been listening since day one, which I'm so humbled and grateful for. Then we have new stations and we have new platforms and new people that are tuning in all the time. So again, we appreciate your time to be on board with us and checking out what we have going on today. And that is embracing change. Today I'm going to be talking about embracing change. It's a difficult subject for a lot of people to deal with. I think I did a similar subject way back in year one or two. If you could imagine, you can search through the archives if you like. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. We're also on different platforms, podcasting platforms as well, where you can go back and search. But the website's the easiest place to find paths. You can actually go to the site search. I mean, there's a search bar and search for all the past shows. We have so many different topics and ideas that you could search just about anything at this point in time. And we have a worldwide expert guest or my own opinion sharing perspective on what we have on how I've perceived the subject. At any rate, embracing change is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go over the fear of change. Definitely something a lot of people deal with. And there's no nothing wrong with that. I just want to shine some light on the subject. And then we have benefits of change and trying new things and having an open mindset. So jam-packed show all coming at you right now. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. On... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right. Super excited to get into this show. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it rain. Once again, thank you for being here with us. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you stick around till the end. And my goal here is to always offer quality content that can change your life, that can shape your life, that can give you different ideas or a different perspective or a different view, or maybe even reinforce your thoughts that everything's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Change is definitely something that's a challenge for a lot of people in this world and I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Change is challenging for all of us. I like a little bit of variety. I think variety is the spice of life, as I often say. But it change is challenging for everyone because we're creatures of habit. I'm going to get into that in a moment. But let me start off with the fear of change. I think in most cases, I would say the fear of change is centered around the unknown. We are, we say, I say that we are Creatures of habit, given that we sleep on the same side of the bed, we eat breakfast in the same chair, we watch TV in the same side of the couch. It's just what we do. 
So when it comes to change, there's a little bit of fear involved there. And those are just simple things. So I'd imagine if you change your breakfast chair, there's no, there's no fear involved there. It's just routine. It's habit. We're creatures of habit. When, but when it comes to big change in our lives, there is that fear of the unknown, which I believe is much of that fear of change comes from. If you're changing jobs or occupations, there is so much fear involved. There's so much unknown. Am I going to like the job that I'm going to be doing? How far am I going to have to travel to work? Is my boss going to like me? Are my coworkers going to get along with me? Am I going to do a good job? It's endless. And that's just occupation. If we look at children and children, a lot of our friends are having babies now. Like there's got to be a whole lot of fear involved with that change. That changes your entire life. And to be a new parent, for example, and to all these brand new things. And are you, someone just talked to me about worthiness recently. Like, am I worthy of this? Should I be having a baby? Am I responsible enough to have a newborn in this world? That's something that parents got to go through. At this point in the recording, I'm not a parent. So I don't know what that's like, but I got to be it's got to be terrifying. I think to myself, like, oh my gosh, sometimes I feel like I'm still a kid. How could I bring a child into this world <laughs> and be responsible for another human being? We had that conversation with our one of our friends that they had their kids early on. And they said that I still can't believe I'm responsible for this little human being. I can't believe I raised this individual that's turned out to be a grown, not a grown adult yet, but a grown individual. And they have their own thoughts and their own mindset. And I know a lot of people listening here, this is this show is, isn't for, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't for, but we have very few teenagers, for example, that are tuning in listening to this. I think it's um, a different type of emig- demographic. And maybe a lot, many of you had children before already, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you can remember back, we went to a party, a friend's birthday party not too long ago, and they were talk- talking about their kids turning 18 and how you're fear or your stress levels don't lower or slow they actually maybe they increase a bit but they change so now you're worried about different things and i was like oh man it never ends when you have kids so um it's definitely something that is a challenge something that we're all going to struggle with if we have kids or if we change our jobs those were just two random examples i just pulled off the top of my head but there's change everywhere like you change your workout some people are like oh my gosh i can't change my workout i know in one community this one community that we were living in a gym closed down and some and there were some individuals that were working at this gym for working out at this gym for years i don't know how long they're out up for five eight years and some people started with them and i saw some posts going up on social media and they're a bit scared like where am i going to go where am i going to work out and like your gym should be a safe place. Many times you go to a gym and it's all fitness classes or it's all community orientated. That's the more gym I'm talking about. But of course, if you go to a gym and it's not fitness classes, you're doing personal training or you're using the weights on your own or doing your own workouts at a studio, for example, and you have to change, there's big change come along with that as well. And I think that, again, I got to go back to that's the fear of the unknown. I don't know what it's going to be like. What are these workouts going to be like? What are the other members going to be like? What's that trainer going to be like? Not knowing causes us to have that anxiety. I really believe that's where anxiety stems from is we really don't know what the future brings. So we have all these thoughts and we have all these emotions and we don't know how to control it. And uh, that's definitely a challenge. I remember the, this one time we had um, we were looking after a, a friend's dog. And this is the worst anxiety I've ever had. I used to get anxiety a bit when I used to drink. I don't drink anymore. I mean, younger on, I haven't drank for years. And I don't don't mean drink. I I mean, like, I have a beard, too, once a month. 
maybe if that, but when we used to party, used to drink quite a bit and I would get anxiety. And this one time, and then I hadn't, hadn't, I hadn't drank for a while. I hadn't have, I haven't, um, had really any type of anxiety come up in my life. And we had this dog and the dog got bit by another dog. And I had this crazy, like anxiety, almost like panic attack. I couldn't breathe. And I, my chest was heavy. So we had to rush this dog to the emergency room and the dog looked like it was hurt. So I felt horrible for the dog. And then I was trying to figure out how I was going to explain this to the owner. And then I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay the vet bill. And it was just this chaos. And they were asking me all these questions in the vet room. And I didn't have some of the answers. And I was like, am I, am I can I get in trouble for this? Am I going to get in trouble? And it was just like, and of course, I'm an adult. So I'm like, who's going to get me in trouble? Am I breaking the law? Am I answering these questions right? It was just madness. And that was the worst anxiety I can remember as an adult, for sure. I don't remember much. I mean, I don't remember when I was younger. But I do remember like a little bit of anxiety spells when I was a bit hungover. <laughs> I don't know if you deal with that or have dealt with that in the past, but of course we've our lives have changed and I feel like we've evolved and moved to different types of individuals. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with drinking. Like if you want to have a beer, if you like to go and party, that's that's hundred percent up to you. You make your own decisions, you made choices in life. I just don't didn't feel like hanging out at bars or drinking on a regular basis brought me any closer to my life goals. So I decided to move away from alcohol for the most part. Again, no judgment. I'm just sharing my my perspective with you. So that's where that my, that's where my fears came from is the unknown and that all, all that anxiety came up. It's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen here in the future? And it's, I mean, it's it's a challenge. That's all that's all there is to it. It's a challenge. But I want to get into benefits of change here, and it really depends on your personality. Like everyone has different personality types. I had the opportunity to go to this class and it was called a coding class and you everyone there's different of course there's different colors like everyone teaches something different there was a one of them was a b or a blueprint and it's talking about cracking the code of personalities and we ended up going there for business purposes but we also found all kinds of relationship help like with friends and family and understanding one another why people do the things that they do or say the things that they say and expectations as well so like a b or a blueprint is someone that really likes structure and anything that doesn't involve structure gives them a little bit of maybe anxiety or maybe a bit of panic or discomfort so for example if you're going to a meeting in this case you go to a meeting and someone's a blueprint and you show up late well they're very structured they're there early they expect you to be there early so if you show up late it's a sign of disrespect so there's a good chance you're not going to develop a strong relationship with that individual maybe ever again or if you continue to show up late for me i was coded as an action or an a i like change i'm an entrepreneur i like freedom i'm someone that can just make a decision in an instant and stick with it stay with it that's my decision that's what i'm going with let's do it so if you look at someone like a b they they're a bit more of planners they need some insight they need some details they need to make a qualified decision so that's the that's what i'm getting at here is like for me change is a little bit easier for those that have action type of personalities and everyone's different so you might have a bit more challenging a bit more of a challenging time accepting or embracing change if you need more structure in your life and you have to understand that from other people as well like other perspectives so maybe your spouse is a blueprint and you're an action and i know there's a number of different labels you can put like i know there's colors for example for sure personality traits and i'm sure there's others that i haven't heard of this is actually the first opportunity i had to study personalities and it was so eye-opening i'm so grateful i had the opportunity it helped me better understand like i said not just our clients and customers but our friends and family as well and 
you know, like if you have a parent that's for me, like if I have a parent that's always like show up on time and I'm like, yeah, show up when I want. <laughs> of course, there's always going to be that clashing. Fortunately, I didn't have that, but that's just an example. But you have to understand if people in your life are more structured, they're not going to be able to embrace change as much or even as well as someone who has a different type of personality. So understand that everyone is struggles with challenge on some level. And then sometimes people struggle with it on a deeper level, depending on your blueprint or sorry, depending on your personality. And I think our personalities, you can change them like you can adapt and evolve. But I still think there's that underlying core that you're born with that's in your DNA. So I want to talk about the benefits of change. I really think that there are endless benefits of change. That's why I wanted to talk about this subject on this show and bring up embracing the change because you really, I feel like if we don't embrace change or if we don't try new things or do different activities, how will we know? Like that that's the thing that always gets me. That's such a strong statement to me. Like how would we know if we like something if we don't try it? And we get that all the time in in our nutrition world, for example. Like people say, oh, I don't like that. I'm like, well, did you try it? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you know you don't like it? I'm like, well, I tried something similar a few years ago and I don't like it. I didn't like that. So why would I like that? And I'm like, well, it was years ago and you're a different person and your taste buds change. And maybe if we could shine some light on the subject, you might change your perspective. You know what? Like flavors have a lot to do with our perception I'll tell you a quick story. This is this is like a little funny story. Like we were hanging out as kids and I used to like beets. I like beets. I never had a problem with beets. We actually had pickled beets. But was, my mom really enjoyed making pickled beets. I like to eat them. It was a good combination. So she made pickled beets, but we were at my friend's house and, the, and his sister never had beets before. And we were messing around with her. He picked on his little sister and his mom was like, yeah, go ahead and try the beets. You should have some beets. They're good for you. And she's like, uh, I don't know. And we're like, no, no, don't, don't try the beets. They're gross. Don't, don't touch the beets. And we we're giving her a hard, hard time going back and forth. So then she goes and like takes this little tiny bite of the beet expecting the worst. And she got the worst because that's what she expected. She was like, oh, she took a little bite. She's like, gross. I'm not eating that because we, I wouldn't say brainwashed, but we influenced her <laughs> in less than in a positive way. And I kind of hope that that didn't ruin her whole beet experience. Now, and these things happen like now as an adult, she may very well not like beets just because of that moment in childhood when we kind of gave her a hard time. But the truth of the matter is we carry things like that as adults our entire lives. Like we carry one instant, one moment, and we carry it for the rest of our lives. And we don't think about it. Like we don't think about the root of the issue, like why we don't like broccoli, for example. Like a lot of times kids don't like broccoli because it's green. Like why don't we like green things, for example? I have a friend that's like, oh, my daughter won't eat anything green. Well, I know I've, I've known him for 20 years. And I'm like, how many times have you ate something green? I was like, how often do you eat something green? And he's like, well, I don't. And I'm like, well, and then I said, how often has she seen you eat something green? And then he kind of looked at me and I was like, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Like, obviously, his daughter, he, we, our children replicate adults were our biggest influence, the parents. And if they never see you do something, then why would they do it themselves? And then maybe they're at school and some little kid was like, oh, I don't like broccoli or I don't like green stuff. So now they're negative influenced, negatively influenced. And now maybe they're not eating green things or broccoli for the rest of their lives, not knowing that it can actually taste really good. Dorothy tells, tells a pretty good story about how her dad liked to boil a lot of vegetables. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's how he ate them. That's how his parents made vegetables. And that's how he makes vegetables. And I introduced Dorothy to 
grilling vegetables and to baking vegetables. And if you talk to her about Brussels sprouts in particular, I make a really nice Brussels sprout dish. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, I never knew Brussels sprouts could taste so good. I've only had them boiled. And I'm like, well, how did you know you didn't like them other in another way if you never tried them another way? And she's like, it's a good point. I don't know. So and that's what I'm saying about when we embrace chains. Like, how do you know you're not going to like a different workout if you don't try a different workout? Or if you don't try a different meal plan or a different recipe or a different fruit? Like, how do you know? So I was at the grocery store this one time and I was buying pears. And this older gentleman came up to me and he says, I've never had those pears before. I always have the brown pears. He's like, I don't love the brown pears, but those green pears, they look pretty good. I just never bought any i've never ate any and i I was like a bit shocked i was a little taken back and i was like you've and i love pears i'm a huge pear fan pears probably my favorite fruit it's challenging because like strawberries are delicious like strawberries raspberries blueberries blackberries i think those are most people's favorites i love those too but something about pears i really like the taste of pears and if you put pear and ginger together in a smoothie or a salad or a stir fry mm, i'm telling you (laughs) anyways this gentleman he says to me I've never had those pears before. Are they good? And I said, are they? I said, these are delicious. You've never had these type of pears? He said, no, I've never had those type of pears. There's a few different types of pears. I've had different ones my whole life. I always like the other ones and I never tried these ones. And I ta- and so I said, I talked him into it. I said, you got to try these pears. I said, trust me, these pears are a little green. You put them in a brown paper bag, you put them on the counter and they will ripen beautifully and you will love them. And then you'll think to me, Thank you for introducing me to these pears. I think they're Bartlett pears. <laughs> so that's my story. That's a true story. It sounds made up, but I'm telling you, I was just at the grocery. I, t- I have all kinds of crazy conversations at the grocery store. This one time I was smelling, I like to smell tomatoes. I like to smell apples too. I like to smell, like I love, like I'm, I'm in, I felt fall in love with food. I really love food. And a lot of people can't really understand that because most people just eat as fast as they can because they know they should eat or because they're supposed to eat. And then, uh, some people say I love food and then they're talking about like burger and fries like that's not food at least in my books but I really love food I love to grow food I grow herbs we share we've shared a garden for years I planted an avocado tree in my backyard um, I have friends that give me lemons from their lemon tree there's a neighbor that grows oranges I wrote a little note and I asked them if they if I could have oranges from them because they don't eat them I don't know them very well I don't know them at all I'm just leaving a note on their door I ride bike I ride my bike past this place where there is grapefruits on their tree and I'm like I thought they were oranges so I pulled one off it hangs over there's all they're all over I didn't ask this person but they're all over the ground they're rotting some of it hangs over the side so I pulled a couple off and I took a bite like I peeled it took a bite out of it and I was like that is the most sourest orange I ever tasted because I was expecting an orange and then (laughs) and then later I peeled another one and I was like wait a second I'm like this isn't an orange it was a grapefruit slightly embarrassed by that one because I've been eating, eating both my entire lives my grandma used to make a really nice grapefruit. I know it sounds funny to make it, but she would cut it in half and then she would individually cut out the pieces and then we'd get this cool little spiked or jagged um, knife, like not knife, but a spoon that we would eat the grapefruit. It was almost like a little treat. So, And I remember that from my childhood, these grapefruits. So clearly I should know the difference, but new, newer, newer being around L- in the LA area for often, like all the time. And they grow differently, like fruit grows differently on 
on trees than they do in the grocery store. Obviously, they don't grow in the grocery store, but they look completely different on a tree. And then there are certain ty- there are certain types. Like I didn't know there was a few different types of lemons, for example. And usually they have a certain type of lemon in the grocery store, probably seed this, for example. So when my friend gives me his lemons, his, his my dad, his friend, my friend's dad actually gives me these lemons. And then they have seeds in them. So that's a little bit different. And then they're shaped a little bit rounder. So they're more shaped like an orange, for example. And the ones in the grocery store are more oval. So these particular grapefruits, they were shaped like an orange. And they're a little bit darker. So I was like fully expecting an orange. And it was a grapefruit. I was terribly embarrassed when (laughs) when I was like, what is this? What's happening here? But that's what I'm talking about when we go, when we try different things. Like you have to try these things and you get these cool or ridiculous stories that I get to share with you by trying something off a tree. But if we never try those things, like someone told me one time, like, oh, I've never tried an avocado, like an adult. And I'm like, what do you mean you've never tried an avocado? Because I eat an avocado a day or at least a half a day. Well, at least a half or a full avocado a day. And I'm like, how could you possibly not have an avocado? And like, it's just not in our diet. Like it's not in the North American diet. Most people don't like they're a bit expensive. If you pull the wrong, if you pick the wrong one, it's hard. It doesn't ripen properly. Sometimes the pit's too big. So I fully understand it, but I'm still like confused when I'm like, you're an adult. Like there's so many things that you can experience in life with flavors and foods, even languages and music. I remember one time, the first time I went to, I grew up in Canada, I wanted to go and play college sports. Baseball was my thing. So I went to Cal- Northern California and I took music appreciate, excuse me, music appreciation. And I was blown away by the music. And I, like, I never heard of this music before. I never heard of jazz. I never heard of swing. It was not, we had like country music. And then maybe a little bit of like hip hop, like early years <laughs> hip hop. And I was like, and it didn't listen to it, of course. I just heard it once in a while. But big country, for example, some pop on the radio. And I was like, what is this swing music? I'm like, who is Miles Davis? I fell in love with Billie Holiday's voice. It was like she sang to my soul. And I was like, how could you not? I was like, how could I not experience this at such a young age? But now, because I took that class, I look for different musics and and musics, not plural. I look for different music and I look for different artists. And that's that variety is the spice of life. It gives you a different perspective. It gives you a different view on the world. For me to be able to travel, like I was able to travel to all over the US with baseball. I traveled to Germany. I traveled to Australia. I lived in the country as a local. And those experiences changed my life. They transformed my life to who I am today. A lot of people are like, what kind of accent do you have? I don't get that too much anymore, especially not in LA because it's quite diverse. Everyone's from somewhere a bit different. But in Canada, a lot of people are like, what kind of accent is that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just how I talk. And there's, um, and then like everywhere you go, you pick up different words or you pick up different lingo. So as a world traveler, I, maybe I talk a little bit different than your conventional, I don't know, however you want to say, f- someone from one person, someone from one place that hasn't had the opportunity to travel. I remember this one time I, I was talking to a friend and he was like, why would you, we were quite young, like young, early twenties. And he said, I said, why don't you travel? And he's like, I don't want to travel. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in traveling. And I said, well, how do you know what's out there? He's like, I don't need to know what's out there. I know what's going on right here in my home. And then he said, traveling's a waste of money anyways. You spend that money and you don't get it. You don't show any, get to show anything for it. He's like, if I buy a TV, I get to watch that TV. 
if I get to buy a new recliner, I remember he had two recliners and we were quite young. He had these two nice leather recliners and he was like, he really loved his recliners. And he's like, I can buy that recliner and sit on it for years. If I travel, I'm gone for a week or a weekend, I'm back. And that's it. That money's gone. But I think a lot of people have those experiences. It's around the unknown. I talked to a couple of people that really dislike traveling. And because we had these conversations because they know I travel quite a bit and I've traveled for years. And they say it's I don't like they don't I don't like traveling. They don't like airports. They don't like people. They don't like the unknown of where you're going, where you're staying, what the hotels are going to be like. It's endless. And that's that change that I was talking about and the fear of it. But if you get a chance to experience a different culture and see how people move and react and talk and think, it's it's so different. It gives you such a different it gives you such a different perspective on the world. I actually, I so for example, like a lot of people that travel, I usually know that travelers are friendly. <laughs> like travelers are, are tend to be quite friendly and like open minded because they've been to different places. There was a guy slacklining uh, at the park just yesterday, and he said, and I went over to him and like slackliners are usually pretty friendly. Like different types of people. I have mountain slackline. I slackline when I can. I should do it much more often, but. I know slackliners are usually laid back, maybe a little bit hippie-ish, <laughs> however you want to say that. I went up to this guy and he had like a camera out. I'm, I'm into cameras. And then like there's that fear of rejection, right? I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, should I say something? So I just went up to him and I, I'm an introvert. Understand that. It sounds odd. I know I say that all the time, but it's, people always look at me funny when I say that. And because I'm sitting here behind the microphone, but you have to understand that I'm here behind the microphone by myself. There's a microphone and a computer and that's it. And early on, when I was in the radio stations, well, we're still on radio, but I would record in a radio station. It was the same thing. It was me and one person in the studio, and that's it. So it's it's much different when you talk about being maybe someone that's an extrovert or someone that likes to be around a lot of people and are comfortable in that situation. I can be. I've adapted. As I talked about, you can change who you are. So I can be more comfortable, but still, I have those fears. I have those thoughts internally because that's how I was kind of grew up with or how I was raised that... I'm much better off on my own, I feel like, because there's always that fear of rejection and that fear of hurt and what people can do to you or make you how they make, can make you feel. So anyways, I go up to this individual and I say, how you doing? Like, I got a slackline too. How long have you been slacklining? And we have a really cool conversation. The guy teaches gymnastics. He's, he's, young, he's a younger guy. I love gymnastics. I wish I could find a place around here. I taught myself how to do a front flip in Canada, actually. I haven't really found a place here in LA to to do continue on with my gymnastics i really would like to but most cases the gymnastics are just for kids they don't have very few there's very few adults that are like i want to jump around on that jungle gym <laughs> that's what i was talking about earlier when we we're talking about kids i feel like i'm a kid still and i'm supposed to raise a kid oh my gosh <laughs> at any rate so i go up and talk to him we have a great conversation he does a backflip right there on the grass for me so cool to me because i want to be able to do that he does like a side flip he lets me like i jump on the slack line and i'm bouncing around on the slack line and he's like let me know he's like i don't live far from here let me know next time you're out and i said the same thing we connected on instagram it was just cool it's like a really nice connection super nice guy we talked about cameras a bit and editing and we had a lot in common he's a perfect stranger i could have walked by him and I wouldn't have had that experience. And maybe, you know, maybe you have a relationship. Maybe we have a friendship there and we don't even know it. You know, maybe in a couple weeks or maybe next week we go out slacklining together and he teaches me how to do a flip. I don't know. But I just think that being like stuck inside and not experiencing 
the all the things that there are to do with change and evolving and embracing different things in your life whether it's food or activity or trying different things like it makes such a big difference it it, it broadens your vision in so many different ways and i wanted to finish that story about my friend so he i told you that he didn't like to travel he just wanted to buy things and accumulate stuff well a few years later he ran into his girlfriend which is now his wife and she took him to Mexico. Like there, she's like, we got to go to Mexico. I love it there. You're gonna love it. He didn't really want to go. And now they go all the time. They're actually getting married in Mexico, which is so funny because he's the one that's like, no, why would I go to a different country? Why would I travel? Why would I do this or that? And now he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, I can't wait to travel again, which is so crazy to me because so many people are like, why would I do that? And I'm like, have you experienced that? And they're like, no. Then I'm like, and I'm like, well, try it, and that, and then you'll know that why you love things because you have those experiences and you try different things. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. That was a fun show. I really enjoyed that. Thank you for joining me on Embracing Change. If you do something, one little thing, please shoot me a message and say that your show has inspired me to change, to embrace change a little bit, try something new and try something different. That would absolutely make my day. More, more details are at exploringmindandbody.com. You can search all past shows on exploringmindandbody.com. We've been, going, we've been doing the show for years, so you can definitely find out, find just about any subject we got. And we're always bringing, trying to look for new guests, bringing on new people, talking about different subjects. So um, if you have any su- subject suggestions as well, I'm always open. I'm all ears. Facebook.com slash trueformlife is where you can find us on social media shoot us a message you can follow us like our page we put up lifestyle posts we have some delicious recipes quotes inspirational stuff to get you going in the right direction we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia you can reach out to me there super personal at this point in time i don't see the benefit of outsourcing our social media so if you shoot me a message it's not going to be someone from another country it's not going to be someone from someone a different person that's on our team it's going to be me that's going to message you directly so thank you so much for being here more details are at trueformlife.com recipes grocery shopping lists at home workouts we teach you how to reduce stress improve digestion increase energy full-time 100 it's what we do Thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.